if you lose this recording <laughs> after the first one we've recorded, I'm going to be mad. This is going to be like our, our first pancake. This is the, the test run. The test pancake. If we need they taste really good, but they might not look like pancakes. <laughs> On so, that note, hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Cassie. <laughs> I believe in test pancakes. <laughs> How are we going to get anything done? Can you um, say your name, please? I didn't. Hi, I'm Kaylin. It's nice to meet everyone who's and not welcome listening right now. to our podcast. <laughs> no, I will not. Dot, there dot, are dot. many things that no, I will not. Dot, dot, dot. But we have we... a very exciting no, I will not for today. Oh, the first. The first that, ins- that has inspired. <laughs> All Can we first talk, before we spill the beans? Can we talk about how yes. we got there? You asked me so because we were struggling trying to find a name for this podcast. You asked me what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you, and mine is like a personal trauma because I almost died getting kicked in the face by a horse. And you're like, um, one night <laughs> this guy shows up on a date and brings his cousin. And way to steal my punchline. Sorry, you go. I haven't said it. <laughs> I haven't said it yet. So, yeah, I mean, I think the way that we got here was because we were trying to come up with the podcast title that would be all-encompassing of literally our lives and just how much a comedy of errors things can be, <laughs> um, but also really great things can be. But it's for you. Well, My life isn't I mean, as funny. I really feel like I'm living in a sitcom half the time. So, you know, somebody validate that for me as we continue along. Um, But yeah, so the question was, you know, like, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? Because a lot of the other podcasts out there, right? Like they talk about life, they talk about identity, they talk about these really cool people that they're bringing on and talking to. And so, you know, how do you encapture like all of that into like four words that don't include the word the or podcast and will capture people's attention. So, you know, when you have to think back on life, some people go for the trauma response (laughs) and others go for the worst date they've ever had. (laughs) It also encapsulates our relationship. It's true. true. (laughs) So I guess, you know, like the main piece of it being that you know, everyone uses dating apps these days. So like, you think, you know what you're going to get because you hopefully ask like, do you betting questions of some sort? I mean, never, but I like to think I have like refined my like sense check of, am I going to be serial murdered? We'll talk about that time. I ended up on a tarp on a different episode, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we'll get there. So, but like, you know, you ask questions to like, try and suss out, you know, is this person crazy? Is this person going to be able to hold a conversation for more than two seconds? And all of that seemed fine with this guy. And I believe we matched on Tinder. It might've been a Tinder, which should have like been the first red flag. I know. Um, But it was like COVID in Hong Kong. I was a little bit desperate. Okay. Like let's be real. Um, COVID in Hong Kong is like COVID on another level, which like not oh everybody God. understands. It was and like, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. It, 
to the short version being you had a very limited dating pool because the borders had been closed for years. So, you know, that pool of fish that you go after, not the ones that they catch, the ones that are actually holding the fish are literally like just dwindling down and down and down. So you gotta, you gotta go into it with an open mind. So create this plan with this guy to go meet up. And then it's also COVID in Hong Kong, meaning that there's a restriction around like how late you can do things, restaurants close at a certain time. So like we ended up meeting like kind of relatively early in my mind for a date at like 5.30 or something because things like closed at like six or like nine or something like that. So we go and like we grab this drink. Well, first and foremost, they show up because we are under the like pretense of we're, dr- we're grabbing drinks just to do the meetup, vibe check, whatever. And this guy immediately is like, oh, well, well, I don't drink. And I was like, okay, never like, no, no problem. Like, that's cool. But like, then why are we grabbing drinks? <laughs> <laughs> there are a million other things that we could have done as like Did a he first date. The drinks? Yeah. Like first oh, okay. date or like first meetup that don't involve alcohol if you do not partake in alcohol. Like, yeah. That, you know, so, you know, at that point, I'm kind of like, okay, well, that's weird. So then I'd also gone to, I had like taken the train and gone to the other side of Hong Kong known as Kowloon. So that was like a bit of a journey for me. Um, more things we can talk about later of life being an expat in Hong Kong, but mm-hmm. you don't go to the dark side for no. just any reason. But I made this exception to go to the dark side for a drink to meet this man. That's red flag number two. I'm not really sure no. why. Why any of this should have happened in the first place. <laughs> um, so then I'm sitting there, like I order my red wine because I'm a red wine drinker. And this man is like just kind of like sort of chatting with me. He's from Hong Kong. Da, 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 da. Um, and then all of a sudden he goes, Oh, by the way, um, my cousin's gonna join us for drinks. Like, not a question, but like a statement. My cousin is joining us for drinks. So then I'm and thinking this is a like in the future or whatever. No, no, no. The man walks up behind me as this is being said. Wow. He, I'm like, turning around like, he was like, I said it. You're right. Get over coming. here. Like come, come sit down at this table. So now I'm not only on a date with one man, but apparently I'm on a date with two because very quickly after that statement was made, it was a question of, so uh, like, what do you? think about having a threesome with me and my cousin and at that point I went check (laughs) which means I'm too nice I should have just walked out but the answer was no I will not have a threesome with you and your cousin not not gonna happen The thing about this story that gets me that I still just don't understand is like how many times have you had sex Mm. with your cousin right with someone right? else in the room and mm-hmm. do you like do things like that's just I'm not I'm confused and also weirded out it was like I just I again COVID Hong Kong I know we're all a little I mean, desperate I guess they were getting desperate but like that takes it to another two level for one, like who's actually agreed to that first and foremost of like having sex with you and your cousin after five minutes on a first date, it maybe wasn't five minutes. It was maybe like 30 minutes, but to his credit, um, 
But also, to me, the other thing that was a little suspicious. No, the (laughs) other thing that was suspicious in all of this that I don't normally share as part of this anecdotal story is the fact that his cousin spoke no English. He only spoke Arabic, and I speak zero Arabic. So at that point, the guy's like translating between Mm -hmm. the three of us. I'm hoping like he's does, like the I cousin no even know what he's setting him up for. Oh like, yeah. What oh it? yeah. No, the cousin was like making, you know, like when guys make those like eyes at you and they're like, I want yeah. to eat you up. Like I want to have you like that was that this is where the body language was like very clearly we differ. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> and then you go and date women and you're like, this is so refreshing so lovely I don't look like meat on a stick to everyone that's good (laughs) you're actually staring at my face and listening to me talk and asking questions about my life and like exactly exactly so yeah so this is where again for those listening where we got to the title of this episode well not even the episode title of the podcast being no I will not because no, I will not have sex with you and your cousin. But also there's a lot of things in life that you just kind of have to stop and pause and go, no, no I will not. not. <laughs> well, now that we know the why behind the, why. the podcast name, which I think is a great why, let's talk about us. Yeah. So Kaylin, how do we know each other? So we met in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. which I think from like the start is like the coolest thing to be able to say, right? Right. I About mean, your we met internationally. We met internationally as expats living in this tiny postage stamp of a country. Yeah. Smaller China. than the state of Rhode Island. Did you know that? Is Things it I'm really? Learned, yeah. Geographically, it's smaller than the state of Rhode Island. Things and I looked up during COVID. People. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not anymore, which is sad, but. Well, there's about like 7 million now, I think. But the fact that they lost a million people over the last three years is kind of a big like, ooh, oops. Yeah, they did not handle pandemic times well. Mm. But anyway. So yeah, we... so we met in this crazy little teeny tiny space in Asia. <laughs> yeah, working for an art and design school. Yep. And. I was brand new to the campus. You were not. You had been there for a year. Uh, I think a year. Maybe. Maybe just shy of. Because what year did you get there again? 2015, March. Yeah, so I would have been there less than a year. Yeah. Because I got there in 2014, October. Yeah. Yeah. And basically since day one, we've been best friends. Like, I think it was one of those moments where I was like, mine. (laughs) She's mine. I claim her. I claim her. I've licked her and she's mine. (laughs) Beat on her a couple times, you know. Um, Not into water sports. Whatever. You have had so many (laughs) other experiences that we will talk about in later episodes that make peeing on you seem less... uh, less aggressive to claim me as a friend correct um (laughs) so yeah we we deemed ourselves the work wives immediately Mm -hmm. and which again I want to break that terminology down because I think it's so important especially for like professional women Mm -hmm. but really Mm -hmm. anyone in a professional setting to find their work spouse because 
I don't know. Like, it's just, you need that person who gets the context of the company you're working for, the place you're at, the like challenges you're going through and Mm -hmm. be able to like take that a little bit offline and out of context from the day-to-day and just be like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Or like, really start to look at, okay, what do you think about this? Cause you're the only one who's going to be able to give me like ideas and solutions and yeah, not necessarily fix the issues, but like give me ways to navigate them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people sometimes construe like work wives or work spouses, work partners, however you want to label it as you're just shit talking everyone. But no, I find like it. it's, it's got a connotation, I think more so in the sense of that's your person. Like that's Mm -hmm. the person who's like your ride or die in a company setting. That's going to understand you, support you and literally fulfill. I think what a lot of people are looking for in a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. in a professional capacity. And so I think it's so cool that one, we connected in that way, but so quickly, Mm -hmm. like that was probably where I think both of us were very much in need of that, given the context of where we were, but also, to be able to find that peer and that person who could be like, I get what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just figure well, something what out. What I appreciated about you from the beginning is, and this is perhaps a longer conversation about what it means to be a new person, let alone a new female in a workplace. Mm-hmm. You never made me feel like the questions I was asking were stupid, that no. I should have already known the answer. You always gave me good advice. Like, Cassie Chapel definition in the dictionary is like <laughs> the best advice giver on the planet, just bar none. But of course, like do as I say, to... not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone should say. Um, we always give better advice than take I our know. own. We we never listen to ourselves. But um, I just. I had so much admiration for you as a professional, as a female, as a boss bitch, like you ran that campus and you knew your shit and you never flaunted it. Like we worked with some very interesting people that did not, um, help us along the way. And especially other women who, I mean, yeah, just, That's like, I think where it's a next episode for sure of like talking about just like women in the workplace and how we treat each other and, you know, the great examples, but also the absolutely awful, terrible examples Mm because they all, they all exist for sure. It's actually, I was talking to a friend the other day. It's so disappointing when you see another woman who's purposefully putting another female down simply because she's another female and she feels threatened like grow the fuck up we have to lift each other up because it's gonna take more than me to break that glass ceiling oh my god exactly (laughs) and like like you you try to break that glass ceiling by yourself I didn't know you were a superwoman come on (laughs) right and also that doesn't feel good Mm -mm. to not feel like you don't have a support system or a fucking champion behind you who's like you got this and it's for a woman it like I think at least for me, it feels good when it's another woman. It's yeah, not just yeah. another woman. It's someone that I really respect and admire and is sure. also doing the work. And it just. Well, and also I think too, it's that idea of positive psychology versus like mm. negative psychology. Mm-hmm. Like it's been proven time and time again, that the more that you put out 
a positive framework or something that's, again, very much like looking at collaboration or support or people function better. People do better with positive engagement, right? Whether it's like you getting it back or just the fact that you all are collaborating in a more seamless way, the minute that you put in a negative connotation or even what I would call like critical competition, Mm. like that's where people start to tear people down. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, you're going two steps forward and four steps back, you know, like on paper, it might look like you're going in the right direction, but it's just taking you so much longer to get there Mm -hmm. than if you had just stopped and said, okay, what does everybody need? How do we get there? And like, how do we do this in a way that's going to support everyone's like desires for this goal and mm-hmm. you know like figure out a way that works for everyone because it's totally doable mm-hmm. um but yeah I think that's that definitely plays into the workplace politics and just navigating relationships in the workplace which mm-hmm. is you know we spend there's like 168 hours in a week and we're supposed to be spending 40 of those working I would argue most people are probably doing like more than that And so if you're spending like a good, at least like third of your time in life with Mm -hmm. these other people and in Mm -hmm. this like construct of working, it better be positive and it better be good for you because otherwise you're just going to be in a really toxic place. And so I think that's another thing that we'll probably eventually talk about is, you know, identifying when it's time (laughs) to move on and like just how you do that. Cause I mean, I can talk about that. Yeah. But it's also (laughs) like a particular like passion point of mine of like just helping people figure out, oh, like, oh shit, like this isn't where I want to be. Where do I want to go? How do I get there? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that's, I mean, it comes from, I think, working in in universities and again, like my role having been working with college age students to do all of that. But now I'm doing that with grownups where it's just kind of like, how do we help make people happy at work? Also, you're you're modeling what it means to be a good leader. Like Mm. you were doing it when we were at, when we were working together with the students you're doing it now in your role with adults, like you said. And I think that it's like from the, from a employee to manager perspective, when this is a rabbit hole, we don't need to go down. It's for definitely for another episode, but like, you want to feel like your manager is exemplifying the behavior that you want to mm-hmm. exhibit on a daily basis. Yeah. Anyway. So I guess that oh, like, you know, in summary, <laughs> how we in know summary. each other, how we got, <laughs> how we got to where we are now. Um, you know, it was that lovely meet cute in Hong Kong. <laughs> and, and that's just at... like, how, no, I mean, and I think like the next question really is so like, we've talked a little bit, we've now transitioned to like, I'm working with grownups now. I'm not working with students. I'm still working in a space around people engagement. Um, and that's something I'm really passionate about, but Kaylin, what are you doing now? And mm-hmm. you know, where, where, where are you? What are you doing? <laughs> well, so I came back to the U S in late 2017, um, still working for the same place, um, relocated back to Atlanta and then chose to leave said place last year. Mm-hmm. So I now work at a K-12 independent school here in Atlanta, um, overseeing a couple different things. 
Um, but what I love just, and we don't have to talk about my, my position or the job or the school or whatever. What I love is that our relationship hasn't changed even in that entire time of you being in Hong Kong during the pandemic, me being here, like not seeing each other for three years. Uh, by the way, future episode topic, we have matching tattoos of Hong Kong. Yeah, we can talk about that. That's more of a, I will. I will get a tattoo with, get you a tattoo with my best friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're back here. You're in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I'm in Atlanta, both yeah. big cities. And I think I, w- I was actually thinking about this earlier when we were going to talk about like how we know each other and just the return to like repatriating, patriating, repatriating, I think is the word into the United States. Um, I'm a repat. Yes. You're a (laughs) a repats. Um, I could not have done it in a small town. Like there's absolutely no way that I could have been. I mean, that's a huge reason why I picked Chicago because my, my like family now is located in Ohio and I like in a small city in Ohio, but like I was like, mm-hmm. uh, that's nice to Hello? visit. <laughs> Anyone out there? Yeah. Um, and even like, even as the example of when I moved back, I was staying first with family and then with friends and everybody lives in the suburbs, which mm-hmm. I understand like you have space, you have yard, like if you have dogs, like it's really good. If you have kids, it's really good. But here I am. I'm like, hi, it's me with my cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I like really, I've now like dog sat for both my mom and my friends that I was staying with and had to stay in these houses by myself in the suburbs. And it's, it freaks me the fuck out. I hate out. it. Oh my I hate God. it Seriously. so much. If um, I'm alone in a big house, I'm like, I don't want it. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Give me I, back my I, 400 square foot apartment in Hong Kong where I could see every yes. corner and everything. I could the, see my neighbors at all <laughs> with no shirts on walking around because it's too hot like it was one of those things where it's just like they weren't cute neighbors it was like this old like Chinese man but it's fine um so you know I definitely had to move to a city so that's kind of where Chicago happened because it was the city that I hadn't lived in yet like I've lived in all sorts of cities on the coast but I've never actually lived in the Midwest I've been living in like warm tropic climates Mm -hmm. for the last like Oh yeah, girl. You haven't even experienced 12 to 15 years. It was really mild this year. And I'm like terrified for next year. Um, everyone's been like, oh yeah, the last two winters here in Chicago, really mild. And I was like, I mean, it was fine this year. Like I could, I like this year while I was here, it was like totally fine. Like we still were having like 65 degree days last week. And I'm like, it's like mid June, like in Hong Kong, it'd already be like 90 degrees and I'd be on a boat in the middle of the ocean. It's the same year. Yeah, it's not actually been very mild. So now that we're talking about weather, I'm going to like bring us back to okay, bring us back a wrap up because I think no, I'm not ready to wrap up with you yet. I know we are at time though. So we want to leave time? people, we want to leave people with something to come back to <laughs> um, because we've like put in some like nice little like breadcrumbs Teasers. here. There's mm-hmm. so many stories to come. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, our podcast really is meant to be a space to like, for us to like chit chat and share stories, but hopefully like relatable stories Mm -hmm. from everything about like life and sex and relationships to career and just being women in 
big girl jobs, mm-hmm. big lady boss jobs is probably the better way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also just like know. living in America after living abroad. Oh, God. Just, yes. I think for me, it's been a huge culture shock. I'm sure it was for you too, of like, whoa, they do what here now? Mm-hmm. Um, after not living in the U.S. for 10 years, I'm like, whoa, they have push start cars. <laughs> another, another story for a different Not what I thought that you were going to say. <laughs> I mean, they have a lot cars. of other things I didn't wow. know about. I mean, the <laughs> button start cars did not exist when I left in 2013. Or if they did, I didn't know anyone. Are one. you sure? I I'm like positive. I'm positive. Okay. All right. Well, but we also <laughs> forgot one thing. What did we, we forget? really need to talk about today? And that's yeah. that we both are members of the LGBTQIA oh, yeah. plus community. And I feel like that is important because that will be a very large aspect of this podcast yes. as well. Being two queer women who yes. are, I mean, and we identify differently. I do not yes. have sex with men at all or people who identify. I have sex identify with men and women and it's great. You know, and I love that for you. But, <laughs> but um, you are not interested. I know. I pass on the... <laughs> On the male I'm okay with aspect that. of that. I'm okay with that arrangement. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's another topic. I think we sort of like we sort of like like icinged it earlier of like talking about the difference in dating men men and women. But yeah. yes, both of us date women. I date men as well. <laughs> and we'll talk more about that. Yeah. On yeah. the next episode. Yeah. Well, Thanks for joining the first episode of No, I will not. No, I will not. Have sex with you. Have sex with you and your cousin. (laughs) Episode one. I'm Kaylin. I'm Cassie, and we will see you next time.